Welcome to episode two of the Liberty Sports Fan Podcast. I am Bradley Cooper, joined by my co-host, Ethan Bryant. What's up, guys? So today, we will be discussing the 2022 football season and how that went, what could have gone differently, where certain things may have gone wrong. Um, I guess let's start with the first game, Southern Miss. Yeah, Southern Miss, the first game of the season. Uh, I remember it was at Southern Miss. This game went to four overtimes, and we ended up winning the game. I will say that we ended up winning the game. I know that this was, I believe, Caden Salter. Uh, this was the game where Charlie Brewer got hurt, and I think they put JB in, and JB just struggled, and they put Caden Salter in, and they somehow ended up winning the game 29-27. to But that was a really close game. Yeah, I remember I was watching that uh, game at, I think it was Buffalo Buffalo Wild Wings, and it just seemed like they couldn't really get anything done, and that was where I was starting to get really nervous for the season. But, I mean, they did come away with the win. I can't, I can't complain from that. Yeah, we ended up winning the game, and I think a lot of Liberty fans, like you said, were scared at the beginning of the season because you, you turn on your TV or watching the game on your phone, especially if you're a student, you're like, you know, what's going on? Uh, why are we not playing that good? But I think that was just a game. Like I said, uh, these road games in college football are hard to win. So mm-hmm. um, we did come away with the win, though. But if you look back at that game, I think it was a really good way to kind of start the season. Uh, when we fin- we started off 1-0, and obviously. And then we went into that second week uh, when we played UAB. And I remember uh, UAB running back Dwayne McBride. He kind of ran all over us that game. But that's really when our kind of defense took a stand. Like our defense definitely played really good that UAB game. I was at that game. It was a very rainy game, but that game yes. indeed was a really good game for our defense. Our defense really stood out that game. You, you know, you had players like Darrell Johnson stepping up big time and making a name for himself in the NFL draft this year. So it was a great way to, I guess, start the season off 2-0, and uh, those first two games. Yep. Um, I guess let's move to the Wake Forest game. Yeah, I don't know what your thoughts are on the Wake Forest game, man, but I definitely do have a few thoughts on that game. <laughs> uh, go for it. So, you know, just my initial reaction to the game, you know, when it started, I think I think we were down, I believe, in that game early on. I, we, I, I believe at one point in the game we were getting, like, blown out, and I checked the score on my phone, and I didn't even watch the game, really. I was like, oh, we're getting we're getting killed. There's no need to, you know, turn it on the TV. Uh, I, I – and I was, I think I was at his ice cream shop with my friends that night. And I just look over at, at one of my friend's phones. I'm like, oh my gosh, you know, we're in the game. And we ended up losing by a two point conversion. But um, I got to say, though, that was a fantastic performance by Liberty making a comeback that game. But um, definitely sad that we didn't get the win. But it was a very good game to watch. So, yeah, I, I didn't, I also didn't really watch that game. I was, I think, with my friend somewhere and I was checking the score here and there and I was like eh this this isn't good mm-hmm. and then as you said we came back and the final score was 37-36 Wake Forest so I think that was kind of the first example of playing up to competition um mm-hmm. but then you had Akron the next week which would be 21-12 which yes that's a victory but I just thought that game, the Akron game, was a, a very slow game, a very kind of confusing game or performance from Liberty. 
Yeah, I agree completely with you about that Akron game. You talk about that Akron game, you know, uh, obviously the Wake Forest game, I know we, I think Q Freeze is trying to, you know, win the game with the two there, but you didn't get it. You know, you're just going to make those, you're either going to make those plays or not. We didn't make the play. At the end of the day, we lost. So, you know, started off two and one. But I agree with you. Playing down the competition is something that you kind of touched on the last episode, how last year's team, we really just played kind of up and down. It was so, it was just this, it was a jumble of like, of like a play performance on the field. It was very questionable at times and very just confusing if you're a fan because it's like you said, the Akron game, 21 to 12. Akron, one of the worst FBS teams in all college football. If I'm not mistaken, I think they, they only won like two games this season or something like that. Akron's one of the worst teams. Uh, definitely, like you said, we played down in competition that game. I went to that game. That game was very boring to watch. There was really no offense. It was mainly a defensive performance for Liberty. Yes. Um, I think Jonathan Bennett threw for only 152 yards that game, which, I mean, that's not huge, but yeah. I mean, two touchdowns, two sacks. It was, it was just an off game, I think, but it mm-hmm. – it 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 was a very it's just, it's just a confusing season overall. I mean, Old Dominion that game that was actually a decent game to watch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we actually had a really good road performance. Um, I think this was the first game, I believe. I believe Kane Salter played. I think we put Kane Salter in a little bit because mm-hmm. we I know we jumbled quarterbacks or whatever. No, this is when Caden was hurt, I think. And then uh this I think when JB actually had a pretty solid game. And you talk about the UMass game the next week. We we obviously we put up 24 points, let UMass get 24 points. We still won the game 42-24. Start off the season 5 and 1. And then you go back down to that game we talked about in the last episode. You touched on a little bit about Gardner Webb and just yes. That game was awful to watch in person. That was horrible. That was I think the one game I almost left before the game finished and it was, it was scary. I mean, to go from, we didn't really have a high action game before that, but I mean, who Liberty is to struggling with an FCS team like that. And I mean, Gardner Webb's good, but I just think Liberty could have and should have done better than a one point game. Um, No. Yeah. You're totally right about that, but um, it's just interesting to see how we look at that Gardner-Webb game, their FCS school. We should have blown them out. We didn't, but we ended up coming away with the win. I, I think that, like like you said, we should have won that game by a lot more. No no disrespect to Gardner-Webb, but they're an FCS school. If you're an mm-hmm. FBS team other than one of the worst teams in the country, you got to beat these teams by yeah. quite a few points. But it's interesting to see we start the season off 6-1. and one. And then I think really after that game is when our season starts to hit the peak because we talk about that next game. I'll let you touch on that next game because I, I think I believe you were there at that game and I was too. I just that game, the BYU game, crazy, just incredible. I mean, coming off of a game like Gardner Webb and coming into the just the stigma mm-hmm. of playing BYU and just the for program that they have. Um, it was it was a different team. It was night and day difference. I mean, the game started off slow. Uh, BYU went up fourteen nothing, I think, and then we kind of came back with the field goal, and then something happened, and we just kept going and kept going. And it was probably the best game I've ever been to. Yeah, 
You talk about the best game. I definitely would agree with that. It probably was the best game I've ever been to as well. You know, the crowd kind of was dead there in the first quarter. But yeah. once we had that comeback in the second quarter and we just kind of, you know, continued on after that, it was like the crowd was like, I've never experienced something like that before at a Liberty football game. The crowd, the atmosphere, the experience, I think a lot of that has to do back with Jerry Falwell's vision. I believe mm-hmm. if I'm not mistaken, one of his visions was to beat BYU one day, and it finally came true. And the 41-14 to 14 victory is phenomenal. This is when Jonathan Bennett had, like, the game of his life, man. That dude yep. was playing absolutely phenomenal, lights out. And, and everybody's wondering, what happened? Like, where was this Jonathan Bennett the entire season? And I think that shows that Jonathan Bennett has the potential. We talked about it next year. He's coming back. Hopefully, you know, maybe that, you know, Jamie Chadwell can definitely work on him this offseason to be more consistent. But, mm-hmm. yeah, that BYU game was phenomenal. We stormed the field, and the atmosphere was just incredible. Yep. I mean, in the first quarter, it was 14-3. Uh, to three. Liberty had seven first downs, BYU four. But it was just the interceptions that I think gave me the impression that this was going to be a blowout initially. Mm-hmm. Um what else this says? Yeah, also we'll touch on this as well, the BYU game, because you talked about it last episode about Arkansas and how Hugh Freeze got that call probably from Arkansas. But I wouldn't be shocked if um, – I mean, sorry, not Arkansas, Auburn giving him that call. But um, I think Auburn may have given him the call at the BYU game after that because if you think about a win like that for Hugh Freeze, I mean, that's definitely going to open some eyes up if you're a Power 5 team. So that one versus BYU would not be shocked at all if, you know, he got an email or call from the Auburn athletic director saying, hey, look, we're interested mm-hmm. um, potentially in being the head coach. So that's a 41-14 win. That's, a, that's like – I would say that's probably the biggest win in Liberty School history. I know it's a big statement to make, but you talk about that statement win against a Power 5 opponent who's headed to the Big 12 next year. Uh, that's that's incredible. Yep. Uh, I'm a, Speaking of Big 12, I'm not – too sure how BYU is going to fare in the Big 12. What do you, I mean, how do you foresee them going? Yeah, yeah. I mean, we talk about BYU and the season they had last year. You know, BYU was definitely, you know, ranked in the top 25 earlier in the year. They beat Baylor. And then there's people talking about them maybe making the college football playoff. They had the resume to do it. Obviously, their season fell apart. They started losing a lot of games. I think they ended up, um, they might have won their bowl game. I'm not sure. I think they ended up winning like six or seven games to finish out the season. But, the Big 12 is going to be tough. You know, I don't think they're going to win any more than six or seven games. You talk about Texas, TCU, Texas Tech, and Oklahoma, and all these teams are going to be significantly better next year. It's going to be tough for BYU and all those three new teams in the uh, that are going to the Big 12 next year to really perform well, in my opinion. I don't know how you feel about them performing next year, but I think six or seven wins for BYU. Yeah, I can see that. Um, next game was Arkansas, which I was busy that day. I watched the latter half of it. Um, I fully expected to go into that game losing by a lot. Um, just, you know, SEC like that. Mm -hmm. But they came away with a win, 21-19. Yeah. Thoughts on that game? That was, that was an insane game. I actually ended up watching a lot of that game. And, you know, we didn't really have the best offensive performance. It's not really about our offense that game. It's a credit to our defense. Arkansas can never really get the ball on the ground running with Raheem Sanders. They try to give him the ball, try to run with K.J. Jefferson as well. They could never really establish any offense Arkansas did, and that's kind of what really ended up costing them. Because I know Liberty, we ended up like – we were winning like 21-3 to three or something 
or it, it, it we were I don't know what the exact score was, but we were beating them by a couple touchdowns. And I think that's definitely that game, especially once Hugh Freeze knocked out an SEC opponent at their home field. I mean, at their home field. This was not at at Liberty. This was at Arkansas. We went in there, beat them on their home field. That's I think kind of when that it was a done deal that Hugh Freeze was gone. So, so and I kind of knew that. I don't know if you felt that way. Once Hugh Freeze, you know, beat Arkansas, I think a lot of fans speculated that he was going to leave at some point. And I think definitely you can tell, and you, just by their record, they started off eight and one. And you talk about them going on a, you know, a four game losing streak after that. So, yeah, yeah, I, I, I didn't. I don't. I wasn't wanting to think that Hugh Freeze is going to stay here forever. I mean, as people are saying, Liberty is kind of the stepping stone foundation or program now. Um, mm-hmm. I think it's a lot of people are just upset of how he may have left. Um, I mean, starting mm-hmm. with the UConn game, that was a winnable game. Uh, I watched that game. It was disappointing. Just, it, it, I mean, the questionable calls on fourth down. I think we went on. I think we went for it on fourth down when it was like fourth and eight on our own field, our own side of the field. Yeah, yeah, I think we did. <laughs> just, well, was, I mean, you look at that game though, but it, it's like a letdown game after a big win. But I think mm-hmm. that you, you, if you looked at that, you'd be like, okay, you'd brush it off as okay, they just lost to UConn. But the fact they lost to Virginia Tech, home. I mean, Virginia Tech was a winnable game. Virginia Tech's one of the worst Power 5 teams in the country. I mean, I thought they were going to beat Virginia Tech. I don't know about you, but I definitely think that they would have beat them. But they obviously Yeah, I, I think just about everyone expected them to beat Tech. Um, it was uh, Part of the UConn game that upset me was just unnecessary pen- penalties. Like Ahmad Walker, mm-hmm. I think he had a, uh, a plainest day targeting call. And that one kind of just sealed the game because there was a chance at that point for Liberty to come back. But then they got the 15 mm-hmm. yards or whatever, and then he got ejected. And uh, that just gave them the momentum they needed to uh, finish us off. And, yeah, yes, going to that Tech game, I think all – I think everyone in the stands expected Liberty to win. I think all 23,055 people – expected Liberty to win just because of how bad tech was last season. Yeah. I think everyone thought they were going to win. And that's the disappointing part of it is they lost to Virginia tech, a game that I think they should have won. I think they were favored in that game. They should have won that game. They're the yeah. better team on the field, even though Virginia tech's a power five opponent, there's power five teams. that are not good. Virginia tech was not good. They're in definitely in a rebuilding situation after, you know, Justin Fuente got fired. They bring in Brent Pry from uh, Penn State. So it was his first season. Didn't do too good for Virginia Tech. So that definitely is a game they should have won. And talk about that last game, though. November 26th, that was New Mexico State. Oh, that boy. was the worst game I've ever seen in my life from Liberty Play. I went to that game. Uh, I left before half. I was like, this game's a blowout. And I called it before. I was like, you know, because the rumors came out early in the morning. I know my, my phone buzzed. I saw yeah. the notification popped up that, oh, Hugh Freeze probably going to take him to Auburn job. And I was like, oh, gosh, this game's not going to be close. And it ended up turning out the way I thought it was, except even worse. 49-14, lost to New Mexico State. New Mexico State, I mean, no offense to them, but they have not been a good football program in quite a few years. And Jerry Kill last season, obviously, congratulations to him and New Mexico State winning a bowl game the first time in, like, 20 years. I don't know how long, but that was an embarrassing game. 
Yes. Um, I was in the parking lot with my parents tailgating when I got that ESPN notification. And the first thing I did was went, go, was, uh, go to Facebook. And, man, were they just crazy on Facebook. Um, it was It was not good. Yeah, and I think a lot of the players gave up too um, before because I think Hugh Freeze, there's, there's, I think they talked about him mentioning, talking to the players about the rumors before the game, and he may have thought that was going to somehow make the team rally around him even more. I don't know what he was thinking, but it actually probably backfired on him, and everyone just gave up on him. That, that That's a game that you could tell the players just gave up on their head coach. It's sad to, say, it's sad to see it, but the whole team gave up on Hugh Freeze. Yep, Caden Salter, one uh, one hundred one yards. Uh, Bennett, seventy two. Brewer, thirty four. Um, five total sacks on them. It it just it was a very disappointing ending to a potentially wonderful season. Um, yeah, exactly, and that's the right words to put it. A wonderful season. I mean. You talk about just before the last stretch of the season. I mean, if we would have beat Wake Forest, I mean, you talk about before the season, Liberty had a schedule that they that they built, obviously, credit to Ian McCall, uh, our athletic director, for putting the schedule together this year that could have made a New Year's Six Bowl game. And just imagine if we would have beaten Wake Forest, we would have made that two-point conversion. And we would have, you know, maybe beat UConn, uh, you know, and also beat Virginia Tech, beat New Mexico State. We finished the season 12-0. and We're probably not going to make the college football playoff, but we're going to end up in a New Year's Six Bowl game. And and just that would be a program-level boost for Liberty if the season would have finished that way. But unfortunately, it did not. So um, we, I, you know, and going to that, I don't know what your thoughts are on that bowl game against Toledo. I mean, I don't know if you expected them to win that game or not, but. Yeah, uh, I th- I thought that game was going to be close, and it and it was. I mean, mm-hmm. you lose a majority of your coaching staff that's built the players th- that we had that game. You can't expect to come away with a huge victory, but I think a victory was predicted, in my opinion. But I I see why we didn't win. I mean. Not that the players weren't doing good. They were doing the best they could. It was just it, it, everyone left. I mean, we didn't really have the mind yeah. of Hugh Freeze, um, the other coaches that we lost. Well, we had the uh, interim coach. Yeah, Josh Aldridge, but it's kind of funny. I believe that he left. Yeah, um, he did. He left, he left like, after that game. Two days after. Like right after. Yeah. Which is funny how that works because, you know, you're trying to rally around this guy. You think that he's going to be here, you know, obviously not for a while. He's the interim head coach, but you want to rally around a guy who's been there for a couple years. And, I mean, I don't even think the players rallied around him. I don't even think toward the end of the season they really necessarily cared about winning that bowl game, which is unfortunate because I know that previously we've won every single bowl appearance we've been to, uh, which which is still amazing. I mean, I'm not, you know, I'm not going to sit here and hate on Hugh Freeze. I hate fans that do hate on Hugh Freeze. I mean – the way that he left Liberty was not good, but you have to look at Liberty before Hugh Freeze. I mean, with Turner Gill, I mean, we know, I mean, I think he got fired in his like first season or retired after his first season at LU. I think he retired. FBS, I don't know. Like out of the blue. Yeah, I think I think I think you're right. I think he did retire or something. And I don't even know where he's at right now. To be quite honest with you, but I mean, you just look at the program he's built. 
I mean, you got to give credit to Hugh Freeze. He's, he's built Liberty up now where they're an established program that can compete at a pretty high level and can compete with some power five opponents. And not a lot of group of five teams can say that. So I think Liberty, you know, as a program, you got to give Hugh Freeze a lot of credit. You know, I don't agree with the way he, how he left. I think he could have handled the situation a lot better. But nonetheless, um, give give him a lot of credit there. Yeah, I don't – like you said, I don't agree with how he left, but I understand why he left. I mean, a program mm -hmm. like Auburn, who is kind of in the mud right now, he has the opportunity to bring them back to the, to the light. It's – I I don't want to touch on Auburn too much, but I don't see Auburn doing well in five years. No, yeah, I agree opinion. with you there. I agree. Um, Auburn's kind of a program, you know, we're not going to hear sit here and talk about Auburn way too much, but Auburn's kind of a program that I don't – I think they're kind of a dead program at this point. I mean, they made that national championship game like 10 years ago, but – they have not been great since. I think ever since they fired Gus Malzahn, that was a mistake. And they've been coached they've been since Brian Harson got fired. Now, Hugh Freeze, I don't think Hugh Freeze is going to do that good next year. And it's not to hate on him, but it's it's Auburn. I mean, they're not one of the greatest teams in the SEC. Auburn in the, comp in the competition schedule of the SEC. Yeah. But back to Liberty yeah. football. Next season, um, I know we – basically talked about that last episode but coming off a season like this year i think liberty should do just fine next season yeah no yeah i totally agree with you i think that liberty is going to do just fine next season and if you're a liberty fan you're tuning in right now to the podcast uh, i want to say thank you by the way for tuning in but um, I think you don't need to worry at all. You don't need to worry at all about Liberty next year. I think they're going to do just fine with Jamie Chadwell as head coach. He's a you know great dude. Um, I think that we're definitely going to do really well next year in the Conference USA and at bare minimum, at least win 10 games. So yes. I think we're going to have an even better season than we did this year. But you have to take into account that the level of competition we're playing is not as good as the competition we played this year. But it is still at the FBS level they're playing in the conference usa which is we're arguably the worst conference in college football at the fbs level but nonetheless i i expect them to have a great season and i think you do too yeah um i guess let's touch briefly on the basketball team um coming off of the loss to lipscomb 64 to 69 um pretty dominant victory over bellamy or bellerman last night uh 70 to 50 yeah, I I think we both were at that game, and I it was sitting with my friends. I was like, I was like, I, I have a feeling this game is going to be a blowout. I mean, Liberty at home is a completely different team when we're talking about men's basketball uh, than they are on the road. And and yes. winning on the road in college basketball is very tough. I hate when people try to say, uh, "Oh, Liberty lost on the road to you know a team or whatever." Of course, they're going to drop a few games. I mean. It's like my brother said, I agree with him completely. You'll win like six or seven games in a row. You're bound to have a game where you're just going to not hit shots. And that's exactly what happened against Lipscomb. So I don't look at that game. I don't know if you agree with me. I don't look at that game too much, look into that too much, because it's kind of a game you just – you didn't hit shots. You didn't win. Um, yep. But I still – aren't they still on top of the A-Sun? Or they're, you know, maybe first or second? I know Kennesaw State – okay, we're tied with Kennesaw State. Yeah. in first place right now 
which Kennesaw State beat Jacksonville State 54-52 to last night. Mm-hmm. Um, if Kennesaw State keeps playing within two to five points, I think Liberty has a better chance to defeat them on the road. Mm-hmm. Um, that's I know that's what LU needs. Um, but I think Kennesaw could pose a problem for Liberty if we're not care or if the team is not careful. No, I agree uh, completely with that. And Kennesaw State touched on that. I think they're the only problem besides Eastern Kentucky because I'm not going to discredit Eastern Kentucky. They're also a really good team this year. Eastern Kentucky, Kennesaw State, and Liberty, the top three teams in that conference for sure, um, in that order. Um, but Kennesaw State's going to be a tough game. I think they're the only team we really got to watch out for if we really want to get to the conference championship and win the conference championship. So, you know, winning these next couple games is going to be really crucial because, I don't know if you know the Ace on tournament, the top seed gets to host yep. all the games through the um, the tournament, which would be great for Liberty because definitely home field advantage yeah. at Liberty is so crucial. I think last I saw, this might have been before Lipscomb beat us, but the tournament would start and Liberty would actually play on my birthday. So I'm hoping they keep that up. Oh, yeah, that'd be awesome. That'd be a great birthday present. <laughs> the greatest. Yeah. Totally. That'd be – I want to touch on this real quick. Hey, your thoughts on the Eastern Kentucky-Liberty game coming up this Saturday. It's a sold-out crowd. I'm looking at yep. it right now. It says uh, tickets are selling at $63 now. Wow. $63 for a Liberty game, which is crazy. Uh, they might have a chance to break the uh, record, attendance record. I mean – Eastern Kentucky, their top three team in the ASUN, so I understand why that game would be a sellout crowd. It's mm-hmm. incredible. Um, that game, I think, has a lot of potential just for the rest of the season, which is like three more games, four, I think. Um, uh, yeah, after that game, we got we got four more games. So we have five left, um, three on the road and two at home. Yeah, so – this upcoming Saturday, as he said, Eastern Kentucky, um, they actually knocked off Kennesaw State and beat us earlier in the season. So I think this will be one of the closer games that's happened at home this season. Um, of course, I would love to see Liberty come away with a win, but I can also see EKU coming away with a win. Um, it's all about how the team prepares um just not getting in their head not having a game like Lipscomb which as as you and your brother said it's an off that was an off game um i think our last off game like yeah. that was against eastern eastern kentucky um but i think like you said being at home gives us that home court advantage uh after that is Kennesaw state on the 16th at Kennesaw state which could pose problems yeah um, I think that if we're not careful, we could end up dropping two or three games to finish the year. And that would be very detrimental to our team. So I think that we really need to be careful these last couple of games. You know, I'm not expecting us to win, you know, all five games. It'd be awesome if we did. But mm-hmm. I think we we probably will drop a game on the road. But we definitely need to win this Eastern Kentucky game and definitely beat Kennesaw State. But if we lose to Jacksonville State or Queens, uh, I'll take it, but we definitely need to win our home games and at least win two games on the road. I think go four and one the last five games of the season and we'll be in first place in the A-Sun. 
Yeah, and I, I don't think Jacksonville State's the same team they were when we played them because we last played them on uh, January 5th. We beat them 75-41, to 41, which yeah. was a dominant victory. They actually scored less than – I think – hold on, let me check. Yes, they scored less than Virginia University of Lynchburg, which is a NCCAA team, I think. So, yeah, they're not even like – even D1, D2, or D3. That's, that's incredible. Yeah. That's insane, actually. But they yeah. held uh, Kennesaw within two last night. So, that's, yeah, I, think, that's not bad. I think they're doing something over there, down there in Alabama. Definitely doing something for sure. Yeah. Um, I got the bracketology pulled up right now. It says we're projected to play TCU. This is according to ESPN and Joe Lenardi, who's a pretty credible source of – that at best i mean he's done bracketology now for i don't know how many years but tcu liberty um looks like could be playing tcu in orlando so and Mm. it's kind of funny the same region uh we got xavier and southern miss so that'd be interesting imagine seeing southern miss liberty they get two upsets they play each other a rematch of earlier this season when we fell to them at home because like i said like i said earlier in our episode one about you know losing to southern miss in alabama kind of southern miss is a really good team Alabama yeah. is a really good team. Northwestern is also a really good team. I think they might be an NCAA tournament team this year. Um, and Oral Roberts, also a really good team. So all of our losses this year have been against really good teams, except for maybe Lipscomb. Um, but even then, they're 8-5, and five in that, and they got a winning record. So all of our losses this year have been against teams with winning records. So if you're yeah. a Liberty fan and you get mad that we lose to like, some of these teams, you got to understand these teams are really good. You're not going to win every single game. I think if you put the team we have now up against Southern Miss or Northwestern, um, I don't know about Alabama, but I think if you put the team team that we have now at this point in the season up against those two, I think we would have – or I think we will win those games. But, you know, that's the past. That's all in November. Um, looking forward to the rest of the uh, season. Uh, I know the uh, last game, Queens, is already sold out. So that should be a good game, too. Yeah, um, that, that's incredible. I did not know that. It's amazing. Um, and like I said, that's why that home field advantage is so, so crucial and that we get it because Liberty basketball, I mean, we've been to enough games to understand the new arena and just the atmosphere there. And and especially when the students are here is is, is insane. It's incredible. And there's nothing like it, you know, the, the way they, they chant and stuff. It's definitely something that uh, you have to see. And and I remember, you know, a couple of years ago that that championship game against Lipscomb and uh, watching it back, the announcers talking about just the atmosphere at Liberty. And and people, when they come here, they, they, they're shocked. These people that haven't experienced these games at Liberty. And there's something special about, you know, these games. And I mean that wholeheartedly, not just saying it as a student, but these games are definitely different. Not only the the, the basketball, but the football games. I mean, both yep. these games, very passionate fans. And that's why that home field advantage that we could get throughout the tournament is going to be so crucial to whether we get to March Madness or not. Yep. I mean, obviously, you're going to get the student who has nothing to do on a Thursday night because they just scan in and get in, quote unquote, free, you know, plus tuition. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, home games are one of, if not the most fun times you can have as a Liberty student going from football to both basketball. 
Yeah. I haven't Definitely. quite I haven't quite been to any baseball games yet, but I plan on going to some this year. Yeah, me me either. I definitely plan on going to some of the baseball games. I know the baseball team was, I believe they were at the game the other night, yep. I believe, at the Bellarmine game. So I'm really excited for this baseball season. I know we're talking about baseball now a little bit, but I expect us to make it back to the NCAA tournament this year. And baseball, we have a lot of our guys coming back. We have again. Liberty Athletics is is definitely very good. And, 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 like, our softball team is good. Our baseball team is good. Our basketball team is good. Our football team is good. Um, there's – we got to – our athletics are pretty good yeah. all, all around. I know uh, our softball team held Oklahoma to one last night. So it was 1-0 loss against – Oklahoma, I, think... I believe they won the national championship last year. Yeah. I think they are number ranked number one in softball. Yeah, uh, that's that's incredible though. That's incredible. Test uh, just a, just like I said, Liberty Athletics. It's almost like a way that they're kind of like a power five institution in a lot of ways because you know they may not have the the TV market, obviously telemarket to be a power five institution, but I mean you look at just athletics all around. They've they're pretty sound athletically. I do think we're not that good in soccer, though, if I'm not mistaken. And correct me if I'm wrong. I think I we're not good at soccer. soccer. But we're pretty solid around other sports. Yeah, yeah and I, I only yeah. think I, only, I think it's only going to go up from where it is now. Mm-hmm. And like we talked about, I don't know if we talked about it in the last episode or not, but Ian McCall said that the Conference USA is just a stepping stone. So, you know, the American Conference definitely would be really good, I think, for Liberty or even the Sun Belt, you know, again, in the Sun Belt. And, you know, this is looking years down in the future. But, you know, maybe the ACC uh, would open up their arms to Liberty at some point. Yep. Thank you for joining the Liberty Sports Fan Podcast for Episode 2. And I am Bradley Cooper, and I was joined by my co-host, Ethan Bryant. Ethan Bryant. (laughs) Yes, sir. Really glad to be here, um, and thank you guys for tuning in.